0: This is the Coach's Wife Life podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter, and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one on one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Vidmo at realer-hope or online at realer-hope.org. I'm so excited to have Mia Heckendorf today. Mia is the wife of Keith Heckendorf, Offensive Coordinator for Arkansas State. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Well, thanks for having me, Kristen. Well, Coach Heckendorf led the offense this past season at Arkansas State to a recent bowl win. Been a part of five bowl games before that ACC championship game at North Carolina, to name a few of those big wins. When you hear things like that and the stats that sports writers like to talk about, what do you think makes Coach Heckendorf special?
1: He's always been calm and level-headed. Um, it's something where, uh, he sits in the press box for really as long as I've known him. And so I always try to catch him, you know, jumping up and down or showing any emotion and I never see it. Um, <laughs> so even though I like to tease him about it, I think that's kind of what helps him stay focused
0: and driven. Mm. Now walk me through that road to Jonesboro, Arkansas.
1: Yeah. So Keith and I met in college at Nebraska where he was a graduate assistant. And from there we got engaged and married and we're living in, Sylva, North Carolina, where he was coaching at Western Carolina University. And we were there for about three seasons, I believe it was. And then he took um, the quality control position at North Carolina over in Chapel Hill. And he did that for about three years. And then uh, he was the quarterback coach there um, for about five years. So we were super blessed to be in a, one single spot for eight years. Wow. Um, and then we made the move to Jonesboro a year ago. So this was actually my first move in quite a while.
0: Wow. So, yes. where did you grow up? I'm not detecting a very strong accent from anywhere. So, where did you grow up? And did you ever think you'd be an <laughs> offensive coordinator's wife in college football? Uh,
1: no, no to your second point. Um, so, I actually, my dad coached football um, at varying different levels. Wow. And uh, so, we moved around quite a bit uh, growing up. And so, right now, I call home Nebraska. That's where my mom and my sisters are but I never would have imagined actually marrying a football coach. So, um, but then God laughs and introduces me to Keith. So (laughs) um, (laughs) that's where we are at now.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have a ton of follow-up questions to that, but I have to know before we go on the favorite question, which is how did you actually meet Keith Heckendorf? I take it you're on campus in Lincoln.
1: We were we were on campus, um, so Keith was a graduate assistant, and I was actually helping out with football recruiting um, and that's how we officially met and then um you know kind of saw each other on and off um, for about a year and a half, and you know kind of kept that on the down low because he was so so focused on what he was doing and um and really became you know serious and started dating once he actually made the um Decision to move out to North, uh, Western Carolina, so we actually did the long distance thing for about a year and a half before we got engaged, and then I'm uh, we got married and I moved out with him to the mountains,
0: and so yeah, that's what it was in a nutshell. And how many years have you been married? It'll be ten this summer. Oh wow! And you have two children, yeah. right?
1: We do. We have uh, twin boys, Ethan and Elliot. They are three years old.
0: Oh wow! You are a busy mom. <laughs> yes,
1: they are. You said they they're three? Um, are
0: busy. They are three.
1: I grew up with all girls. And so the boy thing in general is so new to me. And God gave me two of them at one time. <laughs> and they are, they just have a lot of energy and they're loud and they're just nonstop, but they also love their mamas, you know, so that, that has been
0: awesome. They sure do. It is super precious. Now you mentioned it and I'm guessing you love recruiting side of things. A big part of college football is recruiting. So it must have been an interest for you um, at the University of Nebraska. And you, do you still enjoy that part of college today?
1: I do. You know, I worked in
0: recruiting
1: in football um, because I wanted to become an athletic director actually. Wow. Um, My paths changed um, when Keith and I kind of you know, got serious and I made the decision to move with him and um, it was actually worked out for the best. Um, I work in business now and I love it and I love what I do. So I think it all worked out in the end, Um, but definitely appreciate recruiting. Um, Not only do the coaches work so hard, but all of the support staff and what goes on behind the scenes, I think would astound some people. But I think what's really fun for me now in recruiting is being or coming at it as a mom. You know, I, Mm -hmm. you know, Keith and I were married almost seven years before we had kids or six, seven years before we had kids. And I always felt for these moms leaving their sons at college, right. But I Mm can never really understand it until you become an actual mom. So um, that's been kind of fun for me to experience. Something as of late I've noticed is once these recruiting families find out that I have these twin little boys running around, they want to meet them. (laughs) And so it's really fun that When they have visits on campus, um, I'll usually try to stop by practice or something and bring the twins by so they can see them. And that's been really, really fun.
0: What's been one of the most fun bowl games you've ever been a part of in your coaching wife experience? Oh, let's see.
1: Um, You know, we went to Orlando. It was the year before the twins would have came along. So it was my last bowl game without kids. What was the most fun about it? We went to Disney World. Christmas Eve, so there was a million, yeah, there was a ton of people there, but it was really fun to get to experience with Keith before kids, you know, we were able to spend the whole day there just running around doing our own thing, so that was, that was a really great memory.
0: Yeah, definitely, I know there's high highs and very, you know, there's low lows to coaching college football or any level of sports. What do you think has been you'd say the toughest adversity you both have faced and what did you rely on to get through those tough moments? I think for most wives, um, most of us have
1: experienced our husbands, um, losing their job or being a part of a staff that has lost their jobs. And, um, so I think we can all relate on that front, but I would have to say for Keith and I, um, we, it took us a while to get to becoming a family. We we walked that road of infertility for several years. And I think that's put a lot, of, a lot in perspective. Um, family means a lot to us. And we knew what it take, took to get to that point. So I think that's something we go back to often is just remembering. And if, for anybody that's walked kind of that road of infertility, um, some days it feels like yesterday, even though it could have been years ago. So I think we always remember where we were. Um, and recognize that, yes, we are on the other side, but people all around us are hurting. And a lot of times they're hurting silently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something a lot of people talk about. So that's that's something that's the top of my mind often. And we we rely heavily on our faith. Walking through that infertility journey is something that um, really grew our faith, um, not only individually, but together. And then the people around me, I we had an amazing group of wives at North Carolina. And they probably were the first people I admitted to that we were walking this journey, and I know they prayed for me on a very regular basis. Um, So it was really fun when the twins actually came Mm -hmm. along for me to share that news with them, and they were some of the first people I shared those news with. So it's that kind of adversity, just walking with not only each
0: other, but just good people around you. Wow. I know that when you go through something, it does change your outlook and your perception of the way you look at life but it also takes these I don't know changes perspective of how you see other people you know and part of that also is keeping your husband encouraged through the process you know sometimes sometimes it's easier to keep girlfriends encouraged but how do you talk to your husband about tough days at the office on the field or off the field I mean Do you think there's some things that you say to him um, in those moments?
1: You know, Keith's really quiet. Um, And so I can tell when he has a tough day, he comes home and he doesn't say a whole lot. Um, And so I won't push him. Um, But if he does want to talk and there's moments where I can tell he does because it's like floodgates opened, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I can tell he just wants somebody to listen. He doesn't necessarily want my opinion. And there are days where I can give my opinion and I can tell I gave too much. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, And so what the things that I try to do is I, I'm a big reader. I love to read, but I also love to try to carve up time in the morning before my kids get up to really spend time either in my Bible or reading a devotional. And a lot of times, you know, I know a lot of people experience this, but scripture pops out to you right when you need it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of times I'll turn right around and send it to Keith um, just to start his day fresh. And so that's kind of how I try to respond to him when he needs it.
0: What are some things you've tried to do um, as a wife that you think has had some contribution to the success that he has had uh, in his career? I don't know if I've done anything directly
1: to contribute to his, his success. I think with or without me, Keith, would be where he is. Um, it's his dream and he's always wanted it. Um, I think what I've helped him do is have it all right. Mm -hmm. You know, have a family, have the kids and still get to meet every goal he has in his career. I mean, we usually will talk whether it be spring ball or the fall and, you know, I'll make a commitment that I will say, okay, um, I will commit to at least bringing the kids up once a week. Usually, it's closer to two, just so he gets to he gets to see them more often. And so I think it's those things that I do that allows him to continue to be great at what he does, but also be a great dad.
0: You know, you mentioned something early in the podcast, which was you are a coach's daughter growing up. I think about my yeah, own daughter yeah. right now. Would she ever? marry someone <laughs> in this profession. So when I ask my normal question, what do you think's the toughest thing about being a coach's wife? What do you think's the toughest thing about being a coach's kid and a wife? And did those things that you learned then help you now?
1: Well that's Keith's biggest joke towards me is you knew what you were getting into. <laughs> um, and there is some truth to that. But then I I mean as we all know, this profession changes every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it does look different now than it did back then. But I am super fortunate to have the most amazing mom. And so she's actually been a sounding board for me for years. And she's been one, a great resource for me. But I think the hardest thing as a daughter is you don't get to see your dad a lot, right? And mm-hmm. he's not always able to come to things. And so I think that kind of comes down to kind of communication. Um, now, as a kid, you don't always understand that. Um, but then as a wife, I think there's some similarities, right, is I know my mm. husband's not always around. Um, but what are some ways we're communicating just to make sure we're always there for each other. And so that's something we tend to work on regularly, right. Mm. <laughs> so um, I think there's, I think it's more of just the the time lost with our loved one, And how do we make that up when we can?
0: A lot of the people that you draw close to, I'm sure, are the fellow wives on your staff. Yeah. You had a unique situation this past fall at Arkansas State. Um, I'm sure you guys are a very close-knit group. Coach Anderson's wife, Wendy, um, lost her
1: battle to breast cancer um, in August. And um, we knew the Andersons um, when we were at North Carolina. So Keith was um, quality control with Blake, um at North Carolina for I believe uh two of the seasons we were there um and actually um he offered Keith a job uh, when he first took the job at Arkansas State and Keith accepted and was actually out here in Jonesboro for about a month and a half um before North Carolina called and offered him the quarterback's job um and he was coaching tight ends at the time at Arkansas State and quarterbacks is just where his true passion is so um even though it was hard for him to kind of make that decision ultimately we ended up back at north carolina so keith and blake have always stayed in touch and they've just had a really good relationship well we were really grateful when blake called um to offer keith the arkansas state job a year ago and walking into it we all knew wendy was sick um mm-hmm. but if you sat and talked with wendy The the woman is amazing. Um, My biggest regret is I didn't have more time to get to know her. Mm -hmm. But in just the little bit of tidbits I had, I learned more than I do, you know, knowing people for years. Um, She had so much faith and energy and um, I enjoyed every single story she shared. I mean, she was the best storyteller. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I'm really, really grateful for that short amount of time I got to spend with her here um, but what's so incredible about this town is she had such an impact and was involved in so many different things that even a year later after moving here, I mean, I'm still hearing stories about wow. what she's done or what, you know, how amazing she was at playing tennis against people. And so that part of me um, makes me smile because mm. she lives on in every little aspect um, of this town, which is pretty neat. So it was a unique situation. So we actually had um, a pretty new staff actually Mm -hmm. um, coming in. And so a lot of the wives never got a chance to know Wendy. So I think if you asked them, they would have a similar experience to how I have is you still hear all these wonderful stories about Wendy and we try to carry her legacy on in everything we do. So um, she was amazing in planning like game day um, potlucks and get togethers and, um, weeks before she passed away, she had created the most beautiful welcome gifts, Arkansas State branded items for the wives to hand wow. out almost like a kickoff for, to the season um, because that was important to her. Wow. And it was just amazing. And that will always leave a lasting impression on me. And I hope I can always take that with me and make people feel that way, um, no matter what staffs we are a part of. We as wives here really banded together because one, we were new. We didn't know anybody in town period, um, and so we got to know each other um, right away from that point and also support each other during that hard time. And one thing that Wendy Anderson always talked about and found very important was Bible study. Mm-hmm. And so that was really something we wanted to start start in her honor and um, we have the majority of our wives on staff work full-time, and so it was really hard for us to start finding a weekly time we can meet during the day, and so, and most nights, as you know, with little kids, everybody had a million different activities going on, right. so what we kicked off this spring, um, or at the start of the year, is we are getting together once a month. Um, it's, it, we, we, um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of If Table by Jenny Allen. Yes. Um, she, it's, yes, it's a monthly get together, and um, we kind of treat it almost like a dinner club um, where everybody gathers for uh, food and fellowship around one table. And we have um, kind of faith centered questions we can ask each other and kind of drive the conversation, um, but that anyone can share, you know, a recent Bible study they read or maybe a video they want to watch. And then we just, you know, share and in food and conversation, and then at the end of our dinner, um, we take prayer requests and then pray together um, wow. before everybody leaves so I think it 's this perfect starting point for us, mm-hmm. um, especially for any wives who may not have done something like this before they 're also learning um, and so it 's just been a really great start to it and i 'm really excited to see what it grows into
0: Yes, what a neat idea that 's perfect a once yep. a month thing because it's so schedules it 's so hard to do all that, but then you 're getting that close-knit monthly focus on, hey, we're here for you. We're support. I'm going through this. I need prayer. You know, how do you get through this? That's very, very special. Oh, I love that. And I've been a part of IF before. Um, I actually spoke at one of their conferences. Really neat Oh, cool neat stuff. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Oh, I, I'd yeah, like to do love that here. Do. That's, that's pretty neat. Now, do you have yeah. someone you would consider a coach's wife mentor? I'm guessing maybe your mom would be on that list or, you know,
1: my mom is definitely amazing. Um, I, what I love about a lot of the coaches' wives I've had in my life is they are all different. They're all in different stages of life, right? Um, Becca Latrell is one of my best friends and she has, been not only a great friend to me, but also bossy in the best way possible. You know, she tells me she she tells me how to decorate my house. She taught me how to sleep train my kids, uh train my dog. I mean she is she is my go to for most Love everything, her. not just football. Um and then um wives like Christy Fedora and Rhonda Brewer. I mean they mm-hmm. are not only dear friends but almost surrogate mom. When my, I know in North Carolina when my own mom couldn't be there. Christy and Rhonda were actually in my delivery room the day I had the twins up until I was about to have those twins really laugh about it now oh yes we laugh about it now but they um over the years I've just been so grateful for the role they've played in my life and not just my life they love my little guys so much and I, I appreciate that
0: Two great women. I've gotten to meet both of yep. those over the phone through the podcast. Very, very <laughs> special, impactful. You had a really wonderful staff you've been a part of in both places, but um, I think Sarah Scott was on that staff as well. Yes. yeah, Yes. Very-
1: and Sarah and I have little boys about the same age too. Unfortunately, I had my twins and then she up and moved to Georgia. So we right. didn't get to um, raise the twins together, but we do via phone and social media so it's hilarious stories we can share
0: (laughs) yes yes so you're reaching out to these coaches wives i'm sure you love to reach out to the players as well how do you reach out to those players and make sure they know that they are important to you and coach
1: yeah so keith um coaches the quarterbacks directly so um i do try to make treats for them on a regular basis during the season um that's something I love. I love to cook. I love to bake. Um, since the twins came along, I don't get to do it as often, but um, that's something I try to do regularly. Um, and then we'll try have them over for dinner every now and then. Um, Cause again, I, I really adore, adore having people around my table. One thing I, I have noticed not only my family loving, but the players loving is taking the kids to practice. Um, the twins just think it's the coolest thing and they love running around on the field after practice and um the players get a kick out of it. They come and play and um that's been really cool for me to see as a mom because if I'm honest, Kristen, I'm not sure if I liked kids when I was in college, right? And <laughs> right. these young men these young men are amazing and they come over and they're so kind and um it's really fun to see. And actually now that the twins have reached three and they're just so much more aware. Um, they're obsessed with a couple of the players on the team. And so anytime we're at home and, you know, whether it's potty training or learning to eat new foods or whatever it is, I, I, they, I always get asked, does Logan eat carrots? Does Logan use <laughs> the right, to toy potty? Right. Does Logan, yes. Yes. Logan does all those things. So, <laughs> so
0: yes. it's just really funny. Now, do you work right now as well? Do you work full-time, part-time?
1: Outside I the home? I do. I do, I work full time um, for an HR software company. I'm a market analyst for them. And what has been the biggest blessing is I work remotely. Um, So my company's based in Florida, um, but I can work from anywhere. So making the transition to Jonesboro was easy for me. um, And I just have a home office and it gives me the flexibility to obviously be a mom and be a coach's wife. And I am just forever grateful for that, for them.
0: What are some of the things you try to do to stay connected as a coaching couple?
1: Uh, yeah, this is probably not something we're very good at. Keith and I are homebodies, um, probably to an extreme. So we talk all the time about, gosh, we really need to start having like a regular date night. And it always ends up turning to, Hey, do you want me to pick up steaks and we just catch up on some TV on our couch? And yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Please do yes. that. Um, so. <laughs> So we I think we've recognized that and we now have just made it a point to okay, Thursday nights are our date nights on the couch, our phones are gonna stay in the other room and try to, you know, dedicate an hour or two to each other uninterrupted. So um that's kinda <laughs> that's kind of been our new effort.
0: Yes, yes. Now, do you personally get any downtime? Um, a little bit. Um,
1: you know, my mornings and nights usually. Um but not a whole lot.
0: <laughs> no, no. When do you do that? What do you enjoy? You said you like reading. I, I love to read. I'm kind of a book nerd. Very good. Very good. I am not, I wish I could say that. Like that always educated people will rattle off books and I just, well, you know, and I'm terrible. So many people, so many people say like, how do you,
1: how do you read so much or how do you, and I my response is it's, it's just my stress relief. Like it's something I turn to, even if it's reading for 10 minutes, like it just gives me a little bit of peace of mind.
0: I wish I felt that way about the treadmill, right? What would you look back and say to this point, there's still a lot of career left to go, but what do you think some of the most rewarding aspects to being a coach's wife?
1: You know, I think for a lot of coaches, this is their dream job, right? Mm-hmm. And so that has just been really rewarding for me to watch my husband accomplish his dreams. Um, and not only accomplish his dreams, but this profession, you have the ability to really love and grow others, especially mm-hmm. young men. Um, and I have seen that growth in Keith over the years. I mean, we were very young when he started out. So, um, I can see such a difference in him now than 10 years ago, just in maturity and how to love others and how to lead others. And I, am just really proud of him on that point. All time favorite coach's
0: wife memory. You know, wins,
1: (laughs) any wins are wonderful, right? Right. Um, We won the ACC champion or not ACC championship, the, um, coastal, um, side of the division years ago. I believe this would have been the season before the twins were born. Do, do you ever do that, Kristen? Like, oh yeah, it's in kids. terms it's of children before kids or after? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um,
1: I just remember going on the road trip um, with Becca Latrell, actually, and we were with a group of wives at the game for the win, and it was just so much joy, just mm-hmm. so much love and joy and you were already connected to these people and you were just so happy. And when the, yeah. when the guys came out of the locker room at the end, they were just so happy. And I just remember everybody had their phone out and everybody was snapping pictures. And when I look back on that time, my favorite pictures are seeing like all the wives hugging their husbands, because mm-hmm. I think it was such a release of emotions for everybody. Yeah. And it was just really something special to be a part of.
0: Rapid fire questions. you ready. I'm ready. Okay. What's the last book you have read? I just finished Recursion by Blake Crouch. Coach surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Oh, uh, probably something country like George Strait. Yes. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Uh, This is a good question. Um,
1: There's probably a lot of people, but I would say... I probably would want to have dinner with my um, uh, business mentor, um, Tori Birch. I love her. I love everything she stands for. And the fact that she started um, her business late in life, I think that's amazing and gives us hope that we can do anything no matter what stage of life we're in.
0: Okay. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch?
1: Oh, I have, um, I actually have a list in my planner of all these shows I'd like to watch on a rainy day that everybody talks about um, and I never get around to do. So I would say (laughs) that if I had that night, let's say if I was to binge something tonight, it would probably be like Hallmark movies. I love, I love getting lost in a cheesy Hallmark movie.
0: Yes. There are seasons of my life where you're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I need. Just. Exactly. Stressful. Nothing
1: stressful, and you know it's going to be a happy ending. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. I don't want to leave me like, God, wasted an hour on that. I want to be like, yes, yes, everything worked out. Okay. Yes. Do you have any pets?
1: Oh, we do. We have a mini golden doodle, Ruby. She, oh. um, funny quick story, we actually got her a week, or we got her and found out a week later we were pregnant with the twins. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so
0: there are days where I feel like I have three toddlers. <laughs>
1: But yes, Ruby.
0: <laughs> What's the ugliest thing you own? Wow. Probably sweat. Some, I probably have some pretty ugly pairs of sweatpants. I
1: <laughs> I mentioned that I work from home, so we do a lot of our meetings video. So I'm almost like those, like, ESPN guys on yes. am calling day where, like, I have a blouse on with my earrings or whatnot, and, but you know I have probably an old pair of sweatpants on <laughs> below <laughs>
0: they make you do video chat that's so awful oh my
1: goodness oh yes and you know you know the days Mia must be on video because she has makeup on actually and yes yes we are on video a lot lately
0: oh wow that's that's (laughs) not fair you know if you're working for mom you should not have to put the makeup on (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah what sport can you beat coach heckendorf in
1: oh oh bowling I just beat him in bowling. Uh, At Christmas, at our bowl trip, on our bowl trip, we went bowling with the team and I beat him. Wow.
0: Hats off. Yes. (laughs) It really surprised me as well. (laughs) If your family had a theme song, what would that be?
1: You know, with, I have 23 years old, so maybe I will survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Right now in this state of life. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. This one's tested me, my three-year-old son. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Superpower. I keep, my
1: kids are so into superheroes lately. They keep thinking of like Spider-Man. And Mm -hmm. um, I I think, I guess I'd have to say maybe flying. Um, I hate to fly. I do it all the time, but I hate it. And so I think if I, if that was my superpower, then I can't be fearful of it, right? Right, yeah. It'd
0: work out every time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No long lines. Then you can see all your family all over. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Make those quick trips to the Midwest again. Thank you so much, Mia, for sharing with us. This has been so much fun.
1: No problem. This was a lot of fun, Kristen. Thank you so much.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at realo-hope or online at For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at coacheswifelife. Wifelife.